Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this is part three of our uh, series on musculoskeletal trauma. And I left off part two mentioning this paradigm shift, the possibility of going directly to CT and bypassing plain films. There have been several articles. Here was an article in Emergency Radiology a couple years back. Screening CT and the evaluation of trauma patients has high diagnostic accuracy and is sensitive and specific in diagnosing clinically relevant fractures of the cervical spine. And they did a large series of patients, 676. Another article, Emergency Radiology 2000. Helical CT is high accuracy for cervical spine injury. We believe that CT should be the preferred modality in imaging patients who are at high risk for, with blunt trauma. So again, the suggestion of this paradigm shift. More recent articles, 03. MDCT is better for depicting spine fractures than conventional radiography. It can replace conventional films and be performed alone in the patients with severe trauma. And in that article, the uh, authors had tremendous accuracy, but also they had tremendous uh, inter-observer agreement, far better than there was on plain films. So it's a very, very important point, nicely shown in that article. Let me just show you a couple examples. C-spine fracture, C3, compression fracture, nicely shown in this example or in this thoracic spine injury. So again, the uh, key thing to recognize really is the fact that uh, comprehensive examination, single study, is really the ideal way to go. Now, let me go back a bit. Something I wanted to speak about a little bit when I discuss the ankle and the knee relates to how we can do things in a more modern fashion, and this is sort of based on the concept from the spine where we say with spine, let's do a single study. Well, with the knee, let's do a single study. Patient has injury to bone and you worry about vascular injury, why get an angio? You can do single examinations, simply do a CTA, just inject 100 cc's of contrast, wait about 50 seconds, and when you scan the tibial plateau, simply do the vascular map. And in this case, the popliteal artery and trifurcation were fine in this patient with a plateau fracture. Let me just, for a little bit, speak a little bit about the tibial plateau as long as I'm on the subject. And again, reasons for CT. Is there a fracture present? Define the extent of fracture. Preoperative planning. In this case, where does the fracture go? Tibial spine. Is there displacement in more extensive fractures? What's the degree of displacement? You can see here, mark fragmentation of the plateau. Fracture line extending medially and laterally, avulsion of the spine. And here that same case is nicely shown in 3D. There's no doubt here. Typically we say 5 millimeter depression or more. The patient's going to surgery. This is well over or closer to 2 centimeters rather than 1 centimeter. But mark fragmentation clearly seen. And another example, in cast view. And here we're doing again tibial plateau fracture, lateral plateau. But IV contrast was given. We can use the uh, MIP images cutting through the data set or the volume images without any need for editing. So a very, very nice way of doing things. And in fact, the more complicated the injury, the more extensive here we're scanning from the pelvis through the lower extremity. The patient had a complex series of fractures. But you can see we can scan through the thigh and through the lower extremities regardless of the extent of fractures, recognizing that a single examination is really ideal in these patients. It's the best thing that can be done for the patient. Let me go a little bit down more toward the ankle again. 
Speaking about distal tibial fractures, again, the more extensive the injury, like this example, the more likely CT is to benefit. In this teenager, look at the fracture going through the epiphyseal plate. The fracture line goes to the articular surface. There's the coronal display. There's the 3D display. Very, very nicely shown in this example. Same thing with the calcaneus. I mentioned calcaneal fractures, preoperative planning is critical. Comminuted fracture, does it go into the subtalar joints or some of the questions. Or in this case, subtle fracture, lateral malleolus, and the talus. The talar fracture was not seen on the plane films. We were looking at joint disruption here potentially, but look how nicely you can see that talus fracture. So again, visualization of minimally displaced fractures, as this case works very nicely. Of course, the more extensive the fracture, as in this example, the ankle mortis is disrupted. You can see that the uh, tibia is displaced laterally, the fragmentation in the intraarticular compartments, all very nicely shown. Another example, comminuted fracture of the talus, fracture of the posterior malleolus. Again, in injuries that involve multiple bones, the ability to rotate and display the renderings from multiple perspectives, and I'll just rotate through a series of images, really gives you all of the advantages. High resolution bone technique, as in this example, is critical, but it's putting everything together. And finally, in tarsal injuries or metatarsal injuries, again, the ability to view from any plane and perspective can really make this process easier, particularly when there is a dislocation involved. Now, let me speak a little bit about some of the vascular abnormalities as we leave the bony structures. And let me speak about some of the injuries one can see. And we're doing an RSNA 2006 exhibit on this topic. And so we'll be providing more information on the website after RSNA. But what are we looking for? We're looking for active extravasation of contrast, pseudoaneurysm formation, occlusion or abrupt narrowing of a vessel, loss of a pacification, or AV fistula. And the published results are indeed very, very good. Uh, issues that have been addressed, poor injection rate, poor timing, patient motion, artifact, those are again some technical issues and not unimportant issues. You need to have a cooperative patient, but the faster we scan, the easier it is to get that cooperative patient. Even without the newest of scanners, here's an article 99. CT was great for detection of major injuries of the large arteries of the extremities. Now again, in that paper, the word was large arteries. Or this one, 04, Journal of Trauma. CTA is a reliable technique for characterization, for detection of arterial injuries in the extremities. These suggest CTA may be alternative to conventional angio. And even more so, 06, MDCTA provides significant and reproducible technique for the detection and characterization of arterial injuries to the extremities with a high image quality and vascular delineation. So that paper really takes a very good look at the entire topic. It has substantial potential as the initial diagnostic study. Again, that's what I like to hear. We're replacing a study with another study that's cheaper, that's less invasive. It gives us all the information. And in that same article, uh, very good results. Another article, Radiographics 05, CT sensitivity 90 to 95%, specificity 98 to 100% for extremity trauma for arterial injury. And look at that article 
With those impressive results, it was at four CT slices. Imagine at 64, we can scan many times faster with much higher spatial resolution and much better 3D reconstructions. So some examples, here's a stab wound to the shoulder. We're looking at the axillary artery. We'll look through different renderings with different opacities. You can see the vessel is intact. You go from volume rendering and from volume rendering to MIP. Again, the advantage of volume rendering, it's easier to visualize these vessels, particularly without the need for editing. And you can see the problem with MIP in this example. As we scan faster, we see sites of active bleeding, as in the thigh in this patient, in the anterior compartment. And you can see very nicely the bleed here. Again, the ability to see the bleed on the angio. Here's some angiographic images from the CTA. Let me show a few other images. You very nicely see the patient's pseudoaneurysm. And again, this is critical. Timing is pretty easy. I would delay things a touch longer than usual in a trauma patient. But here, a 30-second delay since we are scanning the abdomen was ideal. And now you see I simply show you the renderings. You can see the communication to the pseudoaneurysm. And this would need to be embolized in most cases. And you can see very, very nice visualizations. I'll show you a couple more. But each of these simply show the details of the vascular process and how uh, it was very uh, difficult to contain the bleeding. Uh, again, CT would be ideal for making this diagnosis. And here's one more set of images. And finally, here's a MIP set. And here's another set of a patient uh, with a bleed in the thigh. Now, I mentioned that beyond simply doing these volume rendered images or MIP images for looking at the vascular injury, we can look at the soft tissues beyond the vessels. And here's a nice example of an ulcer on the uh, uh, dorsal surface of the hand due to trauma. And you can see the vascular map then begins to appear. You can see a grayscale or you can show it in color. Very nice CTA, very nice opacification of skin with volume rendering, showing you the ulceration. And here's a few more views. You can see very nicely there. And this is truly what I would call the CT physical examination. We see the vessels, we see the bone, but we see the skin and we see the ulcer. And we can see this as we rotate through, as well as anybody, including the primary physician who is taking care of this patient. So this indeed really takes us into a new realm. And here it is on the coronal and axial. So we're not just looking at bones, we're looking at vessels. We're not just looking at bone and vessels, we're looking at muscle, we're looking at skin. It's truly a comprehensive examination, whether it's for trauma, and as we'll speak about later, for other applications as well. Key thing, of course, is technique, 16 or 64 slice, thin sections, isotropic data set, probably time delivery of IV contrast in many cases is necessary, but if you do this well, if you really execute correctly from a technology side, from a radiologist side, then I think you'd have terrific results. And with that, let me wish you a nice day.